With the new year right around the corner, we tend to reflect on the things we accomplished and what we can do to improve on the quality of our lives, both personal and professional in the next year. So setting goals is especially popular this time of year and the hopes are high that in the coming year, we for sure will exercise more or read more books or do more of this or less of that. Unfortunately, life continues flowing without much regard to the grand plans of our mind. And that's why we tend to fall off the wagon fairly quickly. Why is that? Well, it's been proven that it's the small habits that when tweaked and implemented consistently day in and day out that make the biggest difference in your life. So in this episode, I wanted to share my thoughts on goal setting with our EL students. What better time to do that than at the start of the year, right? I will talk about the anatomy of a goal, so to speak, the four times during the school year that are great to set goals, and we'll share a four-part activity that you can revisit and reuse any time you need. Are you ready? Let's get started. <music> Welcome to the ESL Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Yeva Grossless, otherwise known as Simply Yeva, and I am so thankful that you tuned in. I'm looking forward to sharing both my knowledge and experience on this podcast, as well as that of my fellow teachers. Hello, hello, everyone. As I mentioned in the introduction, tis the season for goal setting. I have a little confession to make. I don't know about you, but I am terrible at sticking to New Year's resolutions, all right? So we're not going to be talking about resolutions, but resolutions and goals are kind of related. Over the years, I have made resolutions or goals, let's say, to eat healthier, exercise daily, buy fewer pairs of shoes, you know, you know the spiel. And those resolutions would work for a little bit, but then the motivation would simply dissipate into thin air. I was curious as to why that was, so I read books by people who are smarter than me and much better versed in this topic, and I realized the simple truth. Those resolutions, A, didn't have a strong why attached to them, B, were very broad without any quantitative measure and steps as to how I will achieve them, and C, as a result, were meaningless. As teachers, we're great at planning lessons. We have an objective and we do our backwards planning. What do I want my students to achieve or to know? What is step one, two, three to get them there? What is the assessment? How will we know that they have learned, right? When you think about it, goal setting is literally the same. And however, we know it, but it is not exactly common knowledge to our students. I think goal setting is extremely important for our English learners. It helps them see their language learning progress as well as keeps them organized. After all, according to one of my favorite quotes, a goal without a plan is just a wish. As good teachers, we want to teach our students a process of setting goals, if anything, and make it meaningful to them. And uh, this is where the ESL goal setting worksheets come in. Now, when do we set goals for our students? There are several times a year that both teachers and students can set goals. 
First, naturally, at the start of the new school year. Everyone is fresh from the summer break. Your EL students are eager to set goals for themselves. Second, right after the new year, kind of like a classroom reset. A lot of people create resolutions, but I have found that resolutions tend to have a nasty habit of not sticking for the reasons that I mentioned earlier. They are typically too vague. In addition, the start of a new trimester or semester also provide a perfect opportunity for um, goal setting for your English learners. And finally, once you receive your access or other state testing scores, uh, it's a great time to create new language goals. Um, you have a chance to sit down with your student, review the scores and decide where they want to go on their language learning journey next year. Now, how does this goal setting work in general? As I said, uh, we are good at breaking things down into manageable chunks and the goal has to be broken down into actionable steps and bite-side pieces for the students to actually stick with it. Now, to make a goal, it has to be somewhat tangible. For example, you may want to ask your students, what do you want to achieve this year? In my experience, most English learners immediately chime in, I want to speak better English. Well, then you can ask other questions. For example, what does better English mean to you? Or what do you think you can do to speak better English? Now, human brain is wired in such a way that as soon as you ask a question, it begins searching for an answer. That's why when someone tells you what your goal should be, it really never becomes yours. But when somebody asks, starts asking questions, what steps can you take? Uh, what, uh, how will you know? That's when you start actually thinking about those bite-sized pieces. So you may want to see if your English learners know how to set goals. And one of the most understandable ways to do that is to go over SMART goals. Uh, we all have heard the, the word SMART, or it's an acronym that stands for Specific, Measurable, Actionable, Relevant, and Timely. Now, specific has to be concrete enough for someone to be able to break it down. For example, I want to speak better English is great, but it's too broad. What is better English? Like I said, um, I want to improve my speaking skills by using academic vocabulary in English is a little bit more specific. Uh, the measurable part is how will I know that my speaking skills have improved? Will I use new word, you know, one or two new words every day? Uh, will I pay attention to my pronunciation? Will I overcome my shyness and ask my teacher questions, you know, in the beginning, um, just individually, and maybe I will raise a hand one time. So any of the things that will allow this goal to be more tangible. Actionable, um, speaking is something a student can achieve. So I've had students ask me to give them assignments where they're required to speak so they can improve their speaking and presentation skills. So think about what actions, what steps can students take uh, immediately to start working towards the goal. Relevant means that the goal has to be meaningful to the student. Otherwise, it will not provide the necessary motivation and the results. And timely, there has to be a time limit attached because it provides some pressure and allows the student to keep progressing. Just like we assign deadlines for homework assignments or projects, so should a goal have a deadline. 
When will you know that your speaking skills have improved? Should we check in in a month and see how uh, you are progressing? Again, take the time to explain this concept to your English learners and goal setting will become much, much more real. Now, I want to go over um, the packet that uh, I created and I want to share with you um, so one of the best ways to set goals is to actually set aside uh, a time uh, or during your lesson or, you know, over the course of several classes to first decide what it is your students want to achieve and second to revisit that goal. Um, if you set the goal for the year, you may revisit it every quarter, for example, and if you're working on a weekly goal, uh, check in midweek and then do a reflection at the end of the week. So um, as, I, as I said, I have created an ESL goal setting packet specifically with English learners in mind with their needs. What do they need as language learners? And it also involves language practice. Hey, ESL teacher. If you are someone who works with English learners in secondary grades and have no newcomer curriculum or are struggling to engage your mixed proficiency level classes, check out the ESL Teaching Roadmap membership. It is my signature three-step process for teaching all levels, from connecting with students to helping newcomers embark on their English learning journey to supporting those intermediate learners. Inside the ESL Teaching Roadmap, you'll find all of the materials from my Teachers Pay Teachers store, as well as exclusive members-only lessons, videos, and personalized support, such as 30-minute consultations, because as ESL teachers, we sometimes need to talk it out. To find out more about the ESL Teaching Roadmap, go to www.simplyyeva.com forward slash roadmap. That's www.sim plyieva.com forward slash roadmap. And I cannot wait to see you inside. So here are four parts. The first part is my word of the year. So sometimes coming up with one word for the entire year yields better results than making a rigid resolution or like a long, long, long sentence. Okay. Um, I, I kind of, uh, came across a similar idea. I, I recently read a book, uh, high performance habits by Brenda Burchard, and he mentions a variation of this. Um, he suggests that we think of things that are important to us and come up with three words that we can check ourselves against every day to see how we're doing. So this is obviously, you know, for highly motivated and potentially for, you know, just adults. But we're sticking with one word for the entire year. And for example, instead of making a resolution to get organized by February 1st, which is general and doesn't offer many intense incentives, one might choose the word organization or organized. Okay. So you have like a written organized, um, that way, whatever the students do during the year, the word can be applied. For example, binders, you know, you, you may have organized binders or digital files or organized homework process, or maybe you organize your time in a certain way, kind of like time management. It, it can involve a lot of things, uh, this one word, it can encompass a lot of areas of life that will allow the student to kind of check themselves against it. 
So what you can do um, is you can, you know, do it on paper, you can do it um, as a group. Um, but I typically I like my digital resources, um, I assign a slide in uh, Google Classroom. And, uh, you know, I make a copy for each student um, the, and they can type right inside the slide. Again, if you're not using Google Classroom, if you're using um, Canvas or uh, some other platform, you know, this can probably easily be done there as well. Now, the information on the slide should be as follows. So the you would write my word of the year and then the students would write their word. And uh, I'm sticking with the example organized or organization. Um, then I want the students to write the definition. Um, if the word is not entirely clear, they can always check it against Learner's Dictionary, which is my favorite online dictionary. Um, but uh, my goal with the definition is to actually see what the word means to them. What does the word mean to you? organized, for example, why did you choose the word? Um, because this provides some accountability for the students. And again, knowing your why is important. Did you choose it because you're disorganized right now? Or maybe you want to have some sort of um, control in your life? Or, you know, something like that. And finally, if they like, this is not mandatory, of course, but if they like, um, especially if they are higher level English learners, they can also find a quote that help, can help them with remembering this, uh, this word. Uh, students typically, you know, if you uh, give them a website with quotes, they typically they, they like to find something that inspires them. And this is great uh, writing practice. Now, the second part is called my vision board and a vision board is also very nice for goal setting. So the traditional way of creating a vision board is to find pictures that represent what vision you have for your life. You know, who you want to be, what you want to do, who, what you want to have. Then you would cut out the images uh, from a magazine and then glue them on poster board. And quite honestly, um, this could be something uh, good for students. You know, some students like doing that. Um, and if you have time and if you want to dedicate this time, this is certainly a variation that you can do. The important part of this process is to actually place the completed vision board where you would be able to constantly see it so you are reminded of where you're going, okay? So we want to make sure students have some sort of... Uh, they can include personal goals, but we also want them to make sure that they include academic goals, uh, whether it's, uh, you know, communication or organization or time management or something like that. Um, so again, this board can be created digitally. Um, you can do it in Google Slides. And, um, but my students really like uh, Canva. If you have never used Canva, I highly recommend it. It has images already embedded. It has beautiful fonts there. Students really uh, like to go to town with this. And a good way to introduce it is to show one that you have created and to explain that the pictures represent who you want to be, what you want to do, and what you want to have in the coming year, for example. And uh, an additional bonus would be if this, if you want the students to write a sentence or two about each of their pictures. So it's entirely, this is a creative activity, but it helps them see where they're going and kind of like become more invested in it. Now, the third part is my weekly goal and reflection. 
Up until now, we talked about goals for the year, the big picture, but we need to have a plan and smaller steps in order to get there. And as the title of this suggests, my weekly goal and reflection, um, this can be reused every week. Okay, so students in middle and high school are frequently overwhelmed with all the work they have to do and breaking it down to no more than three bullet points per week makes it more manageable. At the start of the week, uh, students could do a short goal-setting activity, which would go as follows. Um, on Monday, they would write, uh, my goal for the week is to, or, you know, to be organized or to do, to complete my homework by 5 p.m. every day, right? And I will take these steps to achieve this goal. So they write the goal and then they, they write a couple of steps uh, that will help them achieve it. And at the end of the week, revisit this and they ask themselves, they do a reflection, they ask themselves questions like, did I achieve my goal? Explain how, if yes, and why not, if not. Um, also, another question, what worked this week? What can I do differently next week? This is great, great writing practice. Um, and it's a great way to reflect a little bit in a more uh, responsible way about, you know, their actions or lack of actions. Um, again, I mentioned earlier, it might be a good idea to do a separate lesson on how to create goals, what a SMART goal is, and how to measure if they have achieved it or not. Now, this is great writing practice, and you can also attach several points for it or a checkmark for accountability. Um, a lot of times, if there is no grade, I, I'm talking about teenagers mostly, if there's no grade, then there is no incentive. You know, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this, but that's the reality. And if done consistently, even if for one quarter you, you do this activity, you can then reflect both as a teacher and with your students to see if it worked and what can be tweaked. All right, we're in the final part. And the final part is called My Celebrations. All work and no play is never fun. This part of the ESL goal setting worksheet is to show students that creating their goal, working towards it and reaching it is best when you have something to look forward to. Now, different people have different motivations. Some people are motivated by fear. You know, if I don't do this, I will get a bad grade. Other people are motivated by prizes. Um, I feel like uh, having something to look forward to is much uh, more widespread motivation among teenagers. So, you know, celebrations can include anything depending on your age group. You know, it could be a game, it could be a story, a treat, you name it. And encourage students to think of other little ways and things they can personally do to celebrate their achievements. You know, you can celebrate as a class, but you can also encourage them to be kind to themselves and to acknowledge that, yes, they did a good job. Now, if this idea of creating goals and working toward them piqued your interest, you can find this whole packet of ESL goal setting worksheets right in my Teachers Pay Teachers store. I will link it for your convenience in the show notes. Um, and if you're even more interested, um, you can find all of my Teachers Pay Teachers lessons and so much more um, inside the ESL Teaching Roadmap, which is a membership community for middle and high school EL teachers who work with newcomers and mixed level classes. It's a great place to get organized with your lessons. 
It's a great place to uh, be able to follow the steps. Step one, connect. Step two, uh, embark, you know, uh, teaching your newcomers. And step three, ascend um, all the skills that your students need to succeed in their content area classes. Um, so again, I'm going to link this, the ESL teaching roadmap um, underneath um, this episode in the show notes. Um, all of the materials and all of the tips that I share uh, here um, can be found uh, inside the membership as well. Of course, I'm curious to hear whether you set goals with your students, and if so, what is your process? Share with us inside our Facebook group or tag me or message me on Instagram. All right, thank you for listening, and until next time. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved what you heard today, be sure to do two things. First, make sure to subscribe to the ESL Teaching Podcast so you don't miss an episode. And second, leave a positive review wherever you listen, on iTunes, Spotify, or any other platform. Positive reviews will improve the chances of this podcast to be discovered in the feed and help our fellow ESL ELL teachers. And of course, there's a third thing. If you aren't following me on social media yet, Come join me on Instagram at Simply Yeva ESL, Facebook Simply Yeva, or connect with me on my website, simplyyeva.com. Thanks again, and until next time.